fellow lighting nerds and friends, and welcome to another episode of The Light Files. My name is Lisa Bartlett, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. I really appreciate it. I want to dive right into this week to a topic that I uh, did an episode on a few weeks back and had a lot of great response on about um, being a leadership, being a leader, sorry, and finding your way in leadership, um, even if it's something that you weren't trained for or have been able to take a lot of courses or practice on. Um, A lot of us, I find in this industry, and I'm sure many others, but I can only speak to the industry that I know, have ended up in leadership and management positions uh, just by coming up through the ranks. And that doesn't always necessarily train you how to be the best leader in the whole wide world. We're all human. We all have our flaws. So it's all something that we're all learning as we go. And I find it super helpful to listen to other people's journeys uh, in leadership and to try to share my own. Um, and then, so the thing I wanted to kind of talk about today, I'm sure I'll sidebar a little bit on this, but basically my question for the episode is, have you ever yelled at or similarly aggravatedly raised your voice and um, hollered at a customer or employee in your business. Have you ever done that? And I will fess up right now and say that I have. I have done that terrible thing, (laughs) Uh, speaking to somebody from a place of extreme frustration, and I did raise my voice at them. Um, It was an employee that I did this with. It was not a customer, but I have witnessed uh, a customer being... um, hollered at for lack of a better word. And I really just got to thinking about like, where is that coming from? So I'm definitely a heart on my sleeve girl. Those of you that know me at all know uh, I'm pretty much an open book. (laughs) Most people, if you look at me, you can tell what's maybe going on internally. (laughs) I don't have a good like poker face. I'm pretty straightforward. Um, I'm not always very verbal about it. Uh, I, I, I don't, um, I can't always verbalize my emotions the way that I would like to, which is why I end up doing defensive things like hollering and whatever. That's a whole other conversation. But, um, but I am very much an open book and I think that's great. I wish uh, a lot more people could be open books, but there's a lot of good reasons why it's hard to do that. Um, so I know that coming from that personality, that type of personality that I'm more prone to emoting than other people are. Like, I totally get it. It's just how I'm wired up. So that's just a thing. But going back to this question about have you ever spoken to somebody in such extreme aggravation when you come from this place of leadership or power, and I think we all know intuitively, like, that's not plan A. (laughs) You certainly don't ever want to speak to somebody like that. You know, um, we're all humans. We all deserve, you know, respect and everything. But it's also really hard to contain those emotions. And so I just wanted to dig in a little bit. I was thinking about the case where this happened to me. And it was an employee in my warehouse. And it was definitely 
aggravation, aggravation. It wasn't aggravation. It it was an accumulation of events that like this little thing on top of this little thing on top of this little thing. And again, it was at the start of my leadership journey. So I wasn't the best at addressing each little thing as it came along. I was trying to just be like, okay, don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Let's just let that go and move on. So if I maybe hadn't had that strategy, I wouldn't have uh, imploded the way I did. But Again, this is all a journey. We're leading as we are learning as we go. So, um, so yeah, I didn't, and I just kind of pressed it down, pressed it down, pressed it down, and then eventually, you know, just kind of exploded in frustration at this person who I knew in a lot of ways was harming the business. So, taking it to a lighting showroom perspective or even a manufacturer's perspective, the warehouse function of our businesses is super, super critical to our efficiency and profitability. I don't think I can overstate that. We need our warehouses and our delivery people and our shipping people and our receiving people, we need them to be as efficient and effective as possible in their jobs every single day. That little bit of money that they save us added up over days and days and weeks and weeks and months and months, really can make the difference from a business being eh, breaking even to being profitable. It is such an important part of what we do. It's like integral to our success is having that function operate smoothly, knowing what inventory you have, knowing where it is in a warehouse so that you don't have to go hunt and peck for it. Uh, having a great inventory system that allows you to know, yes, I have one of those. I have zero of these you know, which is important for salespeople, but that's, I'm just going to talk about the warehouse part, but it's just, it's so important to what we do every day to make sure our warehouses are running efficiently, effectively, smoothly, uh, not wasting time, uh, keeping, you know, organized in, uh, you know, having, I think I've said inventory five times now, but being well inventoried, well stocked, all of these things. And this person that was in my employee um, came with a background in this area and I wanted to kind of like turn this over to them to manage, to run. Anyway, I probably stepped back too much. Shouldn't have done all that. Uh, shouldn't have done that. Should have been more engaged, uh, live and learn. And I have, but, uh, I just got to a point where I just felt like this person's lack of caring about their job was hurting the bottom line of my business and that's what set me off. Not because hurting the bottom of my bottom line of my business hurts me personally, which of course it does. It does personally financially impact me. But it also impacts everyone else that works here. It means I can't do as big of bonuses. It means it, when it's time to do pay raises, I'm really going to have to look and see what kind of pay raise I can afford. When it comes time to renew insurance, well, do we step down our level of health insurance that we offer our employees because we're not being as successful? Uh, all of these things were like weighing heavy on my mind that like if you could just elevate yourself in this position, I wouldn't have to worry so much about whether I'm going to be able to give you and everybody else that works here the raise that I feel that you, you know, should be owed and deserve, you know, at the end of the month or whenever. So it did come out in frustration. And then that's kind of what led me to thinking about, have you ever yelled at a customer? And I actually have witnessed a customer being yelled at in my own store. It was before I owned it. It was, um, 
under the previous ownership, who again, I've mentioned this before, is my husband, so I'll go easy on him. But he definitely didn't come from a background of, uh, you know, retail sales, you know, he was a contractor, it's a very tough environment. And then you get it, you get customers who come in and demand the world. And then the reason these two cases link together in my mind, and again, you know, I love hearing your feedback on this and like what your experiences are. But the reason that the my aggravation at that employee and his aggravation at this customer, and I experience aggravation at customers, as I'm sure you do on a regular basis, we just don't uh, tend to show it. Or if we do, we really have to take a step back and think about like, how is my business structured? Is this working for me? Is it not working for me? Um, that's an important conversation to have, you know, with yourself and thinking about how you want to move forward with the business that you own. But so it's all coming from this place of protection or defensiveness in a way. So we're not only just trying to protect ourselves personally, but our business, right? So when a customer comes in, and gosh, I'm sure, you know, uh, I'm recording this early in the day and I, I just want to say, give it two hours, a customer will come in and I'll have the perfect example for what I mean. <laughs> but, you know, customers can be extraordinarily demanding on small businesses. There's like, customers have this monolithic view of business in the world in some like, I don't quite get it. And I know a lot of people that come and shop with me are also business owners. So, like, I just don't quite understand this, like, viewing retail businesses or any kind of business in this, like, monolithic mindset where we're all the same. We're all out to just grab one extra dollar out of their pockets and, like, quote unquote, screw them. And I don't know about y'all, but that's certainly not how I run my business. I definitely want it to be fair. I trust in the marketplace. I trust that uh, it's going to keep me honest and keep my prices in line, uh, just as I expect, you know, that same market force to work on other businesses. Um, I just, I just don't understand that kind of like adversarial relationship between customers and the businesses that they're um, f uh, purchasing from. Like I. I I really just don't quite understand it. And, and maybe as somebody can shed some light on that or ha knows somebody that's talked more on that topic because I'd be really interested to learning more. But it can just be so frustrating. And then you as the business owner, when you have one of these like kind of overwhelming customers who's really coming at you, you definitely get in this defensive, protective mode. Again, not just of you and the business that you've built and you work hard for every day, but for the rest of your team and the people that make their livings and pay their bills off of the jobs that you provide them. Like it's such an emotional thing in so many ways. Like it's great. I love it. I, I, I could not be more grateful that I'm in a position that I'm in to employ a small team of people and provide them health insurance and a 401k plan and all of these things. Like I just appreciate that so much. And I love that so much about what I'm able to do every day. But when you have somebody that's like whittling away at your bottom line, just so that they feel like they're getting a better deal or I don't, whatever the case is, or they're just, <laughs> you know, sometimes I think people are just in a bad mood and having a bad day and I'm just get to be the person they take it out on. <sighs> it just, it's so challenging and it's really hard to not 
like go in on that person and be like, do you not understand what you're doing? I'm not here to screw you. There's an internet. You can look up how much, you know, thing A costs on the internet. You can see that my price is the same as that. You can even see that I've offered you a discount on that that price and I'm doing everything in my power to make this fair for you. I've provided you this great environment to shop in, the, the beverages, the refreshments, this team of experts to assist you. Like that has got to be worth something. And when somebody comes in and acts like that doesn't have value, it can be so like dagger to the heart painful, <laughs> like not just for me, but for the salesperson who feels like they have gone above and beyond. They've shared all their expertise. They've done everything they can to please this customer. And they're just trying to like, you know, bicker with them on price. And it gets to be just so frustrating. So I understand coming from that place of like wanting to protect your team. And, you know, we are, you know, we are doing our best to serve our customers and make everybody happy. And then like those little like knockbacks can just be so frustrating. And it's almost sometimes like customers come into my showroom or any well-run business and they're like, oh, well, it's so polished and professional. And, you know, they have all these, you know, gorgeous displays and they must just be killing it. So I, I need my money more than they need it. And it just <laughs> is almost the mentality that comes across. And it is, I don't know, I just find it so terribly kind of infuriating. And I totally get where that could lead to somebody yelling at their staff, uh, not just at their staff member, sorry, uh, yelling at a customer and being like, okay, I've had it with you. You're just draining us dry. <laughs> We're here to do a job. We're here to help you. We're here to serve you. We're here to provide you with a great experience and great advice and a great atmosphere and all of these things. And, you know, please honor us by understanding that the fair price that we're charging for this is what keeps us in business. It's what allows us to compensate our team. It's what allows us to pay them benefits, to pay our taxes, to pay our taxes as a local business in back into the community. And that having a little bit of profit or having profit isn't like a dirty word. It is how we keep our economy going and moving forward. And it allows me to have these jobs, you know, it, <laughs> it it just is kind of a fact of how our economy is set up. And I, for one, you, the, again, those of y'all that know me, like, I love it. I am, you know, a pro, you know, market economics, pro-America, all that fun stuff. Um, and, and I love the way our system's set up. And I just think it, it shouldn't be such an adversarial thing sometimes with customers where you have to, like, fight for every dime. I try not to be that customer when I go into other businesses. If I feel like the price is fair and I've been treated well and I had great service and great advice, I'm willing to pay the price you have on the price tag. Um, again, if I've done my research in advance and I understand basically what I should be paying for something and it all falls in that line, I don't see where I need to try to chip away at somebody's profit margins um, just to get myself a better deal. Like, if I, again, if I had a great experience, if the advice was there, if the, um, you know, if I got the delivery or whatever I wanted, um, yeah, I'm totally willing to pay that price. And I'm not going to ask you to knock another five or 10% off of it just for myself. I want people to get the money that they have earned by doing their jobs and doing them well. 
So this kind of started with a uh, conversation. I told you I would sidebar a little bit. <laughs> uh, this started with a conversation talking about uh, overt <laughs> uh, displays of dissatisfaction with employees or customers. And, um, you know, I've gone through a couple examples of those, you know, how it can happen, how it happens to the best of us, how those frustrating moments can really build up. And, you know, again, we're all human too. I might be having a bad day just even before I get to work or have, you know, some other uh, things on my mind that don't have anything to do with work, but bleed into work. And that happens to all of us, happens to the best of us. Um, we try to compartmentalize, but we are human and it can be really tough. So I kind of wanted to end this conversation talking about um, how to turn these little negatives into a positive moment. And I don't know that I have any real concrete ways to do that. Like I'm not, you're not going to, you know, pause this podcast and like write down step one, two, three. It's more just, I want to encourage us all when we've had these kind of terrible personal moments that are maybe personally embarrassing or unsatisfying, or you've had a customer that really just rubbed you the wrong way and you're in this negative mindset to really encourage all of us, no matter what our position is, to own our failures, just own them, accept them, and to try and turn them into something awesome. Whether that's something that you've learned that day, <laughs> okay, I learned X, Y, Z don't work, we'll never say that again to anyone. Um, whether it's a reappreciation of your staff and the great team that you have, um, whatever it is, to take those awkward, tense, depressing, <laughs> aggravating moments and to turn them into something awesome. So this was really solidified by, um, so I am kind of personally obsessed with the musician Ben Folds. I just find his music awesome and funny and all of the things that, you know, everyone has their musicians they love. Um, he's the one that I love. And I was listening to his podcast just launched and he was talking about, you know, just making mistakes in performance. And, you know, he's been doing this his whole life. He, you know, plays with symphony orchestras and his band and everything else, but he's been doing it his whole life and he'll still make a mistake. It's kind of a, a how a factor of how he performs, you know, he kind of is like a little wild, so he's more bound to make mistakes. But he said that in those mistakes, and this has always really resonated with me, in those mistakes, in those moments of imperfection is where real beauty lies. And I totally agree with that. I think that the, the moments of imperfection, the moments of, gosh, that went wrong, you can really turn those moments into something amazing whether it's adjusting your mindset, whether it's uh, uh, to borrow from Bob Ross of the, uh, you know, painting fame, um, whether it's turning that imperfection into a happy accident, like, oh, that went wrong, but it also showed me this other thing that's really beautiful and amazing. And to not be so afraid and down on ourselves for the mistakes, that's something that I, um, as a 
perfectionist type A personality have a lot of trouble with. Like, I just really internalize the mistakes, the errors I've made, and I become very frustrated about them and, you know, disappointed in myself, all of the things. But those moments of weakness, those flaws, that times when something went wrong is the moment that I'm going to learn the most from and gives me the biggest opportunity to grow and move forward with a new understanding, with a new skill set, with a better appreciation of my staff and my team and my day-to-day job and what I'm working for in life. So that's just kind of where I wanted to leave this. Like, even though I've talked a little bit about, you know, these kind of cringiest, worst moments of our experience as leaders, like, oh my gosh, that time when you just lost your mind and yelled at somebody and you just want to like hide yourself away. I can't believe I ever even did that. Um, But to take everything you learned from that moment and really think about how it can truly propel you forward into better, greater, more amazing things because it can that moment of weakness is going to be the source of your next strength and i fully believe that and i just think it's something that we all need to work on and think about every single day thank you all so much for listening again i so appreciate it um please refer a friend to the podcast if you um if you know someone in the industry who might be interested or just somebody who might be interested in listening to me talk, um, follow us on Instagram at the light files, at, sorry, at light files. And uh, again, I really appreciate your support and your, your being here and your responses. It really means the world to me. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Everyone take care.